you're affected by anything you hear on this podcast, get in touch via manblues at gmx.com or at manbluesuk on Twitter. We're not qualified to help, but we can listen. Please don't suffer in silence. Hi, I'm Leon Deggs, and you're listening to Man Blues. In this week's episode, we're discussing health and fitness. Okay, I'm sorry if it feels like I'm labouring the point based on the subject material of last week's podcast about New Year's resolutions. I don't think as though this needs reiterating, but it is part of Man Blues to be worrying about your health and your fitness, because we're constantly, just in the same way that women are, constantly faced with these uh, health and well-being magazines that have all these tips on an, an amazing gym body, how to get yourself bikini ready for the beach, you know, the, whatever women suffer from, men get it as well, because we're all asked to aspire to this stereotype of uh, an Adonis-style body that I just know for a fact I'm never going to have. I've damaged my skin enough in terms of being overweight and being so overweight that I've now stretched the skin to beyond its elasticity. Even if I lose all the weight and get down to a decent fighting weight, I'm still going to have loads of flabby skin about. So unless I want to pay for all the expensive surgery to have my skin tucked, which I don't want to do, because as has been proven, the 10 years ago that I was on the diet for Slimming World and I lost 8.5 stone, uh, I went from 138 kilos to 82, so it was 50 kilos or so of weight lost, which is an awful lot. But I mean, at the time, that was the weight of my son. Point being, I lost the weight, but then over the period of the following 10 years, I've gained more than half of it back. Lockdown was terrible for me in that respect. I just genuinely didn't realise how active I was and how much um, sort of exercise I was doing until I was suddenly not allowed to do it anymore. But what it's meant is, and I've said this before and I will repeat it for anyone who just doesn't understand, weight is easy to gain and hard to lose. It is really difficult to fight that flab. People talk about, oh, it's just a case of willpower, it's just a case of this, it's just a case of that. Do you know what? Those people can shut their holes because it isn't a case of willpower. It isn't a case of something that's simple and straightforward because it's not. Because every single day you're faced with choices you need to make that will affect your health and your fitness. And it's not always the opportunity that you have based on all the other factors around in the world that you can just say no to that particular thing that day. It's just not possible. It's not possible to live your life like that because the two years I did the Slimming World Diet, I was boosted by the fact that every week I went to the weigh-in, I'd lost weight. Really pleased about that. Now that's not actually true. There were weeks where I either maintained, as in didn't lose anything, or there were weeks where I gained weight. Do you have any idea how difficult it was to motivate yourself for another week of dieting on a week where you'd gained weight? Especially if you knew that you hadn't done anything particularly different that week. And that's the issue I wanted to talk about with with health and fitness. Why is it so difficult to actually make a change to your lifestyle? It shouldn't be too difficult because you should find you, you should be in a position where you're able to do that sort of thing. You're able to say, look, I want to go out for a walk every three days. It shouldn't be too difficult to find the time in your life to do that. But somehow it is. And somehow it's even worse than that. It's more difficult to actually motivate yourself each and every day to do that. I've been saying to myself in a monologue, For the last seven or eight months, I want to go out and do some cycling. It doesn't matter if I cycle once a week or if I cycle seven times a week or how far I go. I just want to go out and do it. 
and I'm recording this podcast in the middle of January. It's going out in early February. That's beside the point. The point is, it's that time of year when it's really difficult to motivate yourself to do anything. So when you're waking up in the morning, it's dark outside. When you're finishing work, it's dark outside. It's really difficult to then say, right, I'm going to put my cycling stuff on. I'm going to go out for a one-hour bike ride somewhere. Moreover, you then need to know which route it is you're going to take that's not going to be too intrusive on your health and your, and your actual healthy activity. Because if you've got a route where you're stopping every five minutes to let traffic pass or cross a road or whatever it is you need to do, that's counterproductive. So I was wondering why it seems easier for other people and harder for me, and then I thought, you know what, screw them. It's not about them, it's about me. I need to find a system that works for me. And until I can find that system that works for me, I've got to keep plugging away at it. I cannot relent. I've got to stay on the wagon. I've got to keep trying. But I'm also, in the same degree, I'm sick of having to explain myself to others. I don't want to explain to people why it is that I'm trying to lose weight or why it is I'm trying to be more healthy or whatever, because someone will always have some advice. And I, I understand the irony of it as well. I'm sitting here recording this podcast telling you that you should shut your ears off to everyone else's noise. But I'm also sitting here making this very same noise. But what I'm trying to say to you is work to you, not to other people. If you try to work to other people, you're going to find out that it doesn't work for you. The simple case in point is my wife has a really difficult time organising and, and sorting out all her stuff, her paperwork, her stuff for work and all the rest of it. She piles things up until the piles get teetering and tottering and then eventually they fall over and she just grabs the piles and rebuilds it. And I keep saying to her, have a system, try this, try that, try the other. None of it works. I don't know if it's because she doesn't want it to work or she wants to find her own system, whatever it be, but every time she can't find something in any of these piles, there's a panic. And I keep saying to her, if you had a better system, but that's not helpful, is it? Me saying to her, you should have a better system is really unhelpful because she knows she needs a better system. So when I start talking to someone about how I want to improve my health and I say, I'm planning to go out for a walk, someone will say, well, why don't you go for a walk every day instead of every two days? Um, no, because that might not fit in with my plans because I'm also, ironically, trying to work on my sleep schedule. So if I'm having to set my alarm early so that I get up and I go out for an hour's walk before I start work, if I do that every day, then it means I'm not getting as much sleep or I'm having to go to bed earlier, which then affects what I can do in the evening. So if I'm planning to go for a walk every single day before work, what about those days when I want to have a shower? When am I fitting that in? Moreover, if I then want to add in that at the end of the day after work, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to strip off my work gear and put on my cycling gear out for a bike ride, when do I fit that in? When does that happen? And also, the biggest question is, what if there's a certain lack of motivation on that particular day? That has to be allowed. I have to be able to say to myself, I just don't fancy it today. Whilst at the same time, reminding myself the next time I don't fancy it, when was the last time I didn't fancy it? Because if I didn't fancy it yesterday and I don't fancy it today, that's a problem, because then I'm not looking after me. So I found these things about what are the seven tips to have a healthy life. One of them says, measure and watch your weight. Okay, yeah, I get that, but I am watching my weight. And the problem is when you watch it, it tends to not move. And the worst bit is, is that when you watch it, as I say, if you find that you've gained, that's really, really tough. That's the highest hurdle you ever have to jump because you've got to the end of a week and you think I've had a really good week. I feel like I've done well and the scales will tell you different. And then you've got to get off the scales and start again. But that's always key. Same in the last podcast and the last episode start again just reset great but then it says limit unhealthy foods and eat healthy meals 
Healthy meals take a lot more time and preparation than unhealthy ones. It's just a sad fact of life. I've started steaming vegetables that I'm eating for my lunch. But the problem is, steaming of the vegetables, it takes a little bit more effort than it would do to eat something like a, you know, a sandwich. But the peeling of the potatoes, the peeling of the carrots, the preparation of all of the veg, chopping up the cauliflower, the broccoli, whatever, putting it in the steamer, loading the steamer, setting the steamer off, and all this stuff, it all takes extra time. And in the time it's taken me to peel the potatoes and get everything set up and get it all sorted and ready and then have to wait the 35 minutes for it to cook, I could have made and eaten two sandwiches. So it's then again about the levels of motivation that you've got for whatever it is you're working on. And that's really quite tricky. Take multivitamin supplements as another suggestion. Not really a fan of that personally. Um, I wouldn't advocate that unless you've got a specific need or a specific deficiency of any particular multivitamins. Because if you're eating healthy meals, like is the suggestion before, you don't need the multivitamins because you should be getting everything you need from the healthier food. Drink water and stay hydrated. So this year, 2023, I bought myself a massive two litre vessel and I've been drinking from that every day and it's working really, really well. I mean, obviously I'm having more frequent trips to the toilet, can't do much about that. Then it says exercise regularly and be physically active. Again, that only works if your schedule allows for it. Reduce your sitting and screen time. I have a sedentary job. How am I supposed to reduce my sitting and screen time if, I'm, if I've got an eight hour job that requires me to sit at a computer and do programming and coding? Can't really. Get enough good sleep. That again, for me, is an absolutely ridiculous point because the, what's the definition of good sleep? I went on a, a sleep course the other week through work and the lady was basically saying that your sleep works in 90 minute rhythms. So if I'm waking up every 90 minutes and then I'm having to question because of me getting older, do I need to go to the bathroom or not? That can then lead to poor sleep, but that's through no fault of my own. So yeah, I think that one where it says get enough good sleep, that's a bit, it should say just get enough sleep and enough sleep can be just enough for you. And it says to go easy on the alcohol and stay sober. Okay, go easy on alcohol and then to, then to caveat that with by stay sober. I mean, is that saying don't have any alcohol? Because, you know, why shouldn't you? There are those people who have religious abstinence and so on. Understand that, absolutely fine. But to say, go easy on the alcohol and then to say stay sober, it just feels like, well, basically, it might as well just say don't have any alcohol. Cool. But I have made changes this year. As I said, I've been eating more healthfully. I've been drinking two litres of water. I've been working on my sleep schedule. I've tried all those things, none of which is giving me a healthier lifestyle that I can see. I've been doing it now for the better part of three weeks. I'm not imagining that I'm going to see immediate results. I'm not that stupid. But then I was thinking about fitness. You know, I'm talking about going for these walks. I'm talking about wanting to cycle more. I've started going back to park run, but I'm still walking because I don't feel healthy enough to actually run because I genuinely, I'm worried about my heart. I think that if I start running, I'm gonna be putting too much pressure on my heart because I now weigh more than I've ever weighed when I've been doing park runs. So I don't want to run, I'd rather walk. But then the point is, I've never lost weight when I've been running because my heart is never in the correct heart rate zone. I'm in the cardio zone when I'm running. I'm not in the fat burn zone. So my heart rate is higher than it should be because I, when I run my heart rates, it's usually between 170 and 180, which is very, very high, which should be telling me running's not for me. But what it's doing, keeping my heart rate at 170, 180, means that I'm working really well on my cardio, which means that my heart is actually getting good exercise, but I'm not losing weight. So I'm running and running and running, and I'm not getting any lighter. I used to go to the gym, um, and despite going for well over a year, I don't think I noticed any change at all, because I was doing, uh, I was trying to work on my upper body strength, and I don't think it made any difference whatsoever. I don't think I was able to lift any more weight. I don't think I felt, I certainly didn't feel as I was a bit more hench, anything like that. And I genuinely went approximately 
let's say in a four week month I would go maybe three times a month and that for a year or longer didn't see anything at all and I was doing the same activities each time just adding a little bit more weight so I had the three sets with the 10 to 12 repetitions for whatever reason it just didn't do anything and then my local swimming pool because I keep thinking swimming is a great idea my local swimming pool they've opened but I don't quite yet know what their availability there is but I'm aware of the fact that they have these women-only groups and they have these women-only sessions because women are hypersensitive about their bodies and they, they don't want to be in a swimming pool where other men will be looking at them and judging them and so on. But do you know what, ladies? Men have that problem as well. I don't want to be in a situation where I'm going to be exposing my body because men don't have full body suits. We just have shorts or trunks. And I'm going to be exposing my entire body in its entirety and all its ugliness. It's as bad for me as it is for you. And equally, the problem I've got, as I've mentioned before on previous episodes of the podcast, as soon as you put a group of men together, it becomes incredibly competitive. There's going to be that one guy in the men-only session who's thrashing it up and down the lanes because he thinks he's an Olympian. But the point of it is is that I just want to go in there and I want to do some exercise that's going to be good for me because swimming is incredibly good exercise. But it's that thing where it's just like, I want there to be a men-only group where I can feel safe in the company of just men without being judged but the problem is men do judge and men are hyper competitive there's a local women's running group that runs around here and they genuinely run at a pace that I could cope with and I would be able to be sustained running I would get better at running because I could run for longer at that pace but they won't let me join because I'm not a woman and there are no men only running groups who run at that pace because men are bloody competitive and there's always one guy who wants to be the fastest fine which means that there's no opportunity for me to go running in a group of men. There's no swimming for me to go to because there's no swimming hour that's dedicated to just men. But my local leisure centre has a women's only hour, two nights a week, but there's no men only hour. And when I asked them about it, they said, there's not been any demand. I said, well, I'm demanding it now. I would like a men only hour. And until you've put one in place, how do you know that there isn't a need for one? Because there will be men sat at home of my build and girth we're thinking, I don't want to take my t-shirt off in front of all these women. So my point is, I'm not using these as excuses. I'm not saying that because there isn't a men-only running group and there isn't a men-only swimming session, that those are the reasons why I'm overweight and I've got problems with my health. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is those are things that I think might help benefit me in the long run. And they might help me get my things back on track and they might help me both short-term and long-term. But until those things are put in place, I can't say definitively yes or no whether they will help. And I don't know. So it's that tricky kind of double-edged sword of, I need it, but I haven't got it. Will it help anyway? Not entirely sure. So I tried to work in some positivity on this because it is, I mean, I can feel myself getting more and more down about it as I'm talking about it. I was reading about how to be, how to remain positive when trying to live a healthy lifestyle. It was basically it's just said, set yourself realistic targets. Okay, fine. Yeah, we talked about this before. Realistic targets, they always work and they're great. But going against the grain of all the other episodes we've done for Man Blues so far, my thought process on this was don't talk about what you're trying to do. Don't talk about the fact that you're trying to work on your health and trying to work on your well-being. Because that's the bit where people crawl out of the woodwork with a million pieces of advice. But those pieces of advice might work for them, but they don't necessarily work for you. And the other side to it is as well, is chances are you've already heard of the advice they're giving you and it doesn't work because when people tell you stuff it's very rarely a revelation is it they're not saying to you oh do you know what if you stop eating those pies and start eating those apples instead you'll lose weight yes i know 
but guess what? They're not going to get me the same kind of joy that I need from life. You can't deny yourself everything. That's why when it said before, go easy on the alcohol and stay sober, but what, am I supposed to deny myself alcohol? Fine, I can, I'll do that. But does that mean there's going to be a happy Leon at the end of it? Not that I'm saying alcohol defines me. I'm not saying without alcohol I'm a miserable so-and-so, and with alcohol I'm a happy, happy joy-joy. None of that. But my point is, is if you start denying yourself something, guess what? You suddenly want it more. And then you, th- you get to a point where you think, I really want that now. I'm really, really hankering for it. So I think, as I said, if you set yourself these realistic targets, and we mentioned this in the last episode as well, just set yourself a realistic target, but I think the key is to be able to allow yourself to reset. So, I'm Leon Dex, and I'm working on a better me, and I hope I can manage this on my own. Thanks for listening. <laughs>